we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the 29th day of November, the year of our Lord 2021. I am Johnny Anderson, along with Bruce Adams. We've got a, well, I'm not quite sure what we've got today because there's just all kinds of stuff that have been going on over the weekend, and we're right into the new week. And right on cue, as if you couldn't see it coming, we have the Omicron variant. Of course, no one knows what that is. And no one seems to have any way to detect it. They're just espousing it like they're espousing everything else because of just the absurdity of this entire mess. We now have a new variant that no one can detect because, well, that they say that they've detected, but they don't have a test that can detect it. But they know that they've detected it because they say that they've detected it in the places that they've detected it. So that's what we're basing all this hysteria on. We've shut down travel. People are stuck on tarmacs. Uh, they're being sent back. They're being quarantined. And, and nobody knows what's going on because of something that we don't know and something that we're just hyping up. And well, the South Africa, well, South Africa is where it came from. And they're saying that, uh, that the health officials down there are saying, what are you guys doing? What, what, what on earth are you guys doing? Th this is nothing. What, why are you even why are you even blowing this out of proportion? There's no reason for you to be doing any of this. Why are you doing this? This is kind of like what they did with India. Do you remember the India variant? Yeah, before they named it all these these things. And the Indian government finally came out and said, could you please stop saying that it's the India variant? There's nothing going on here. They were showing corpses being burned in mass and and uh, people that were uh, laying dead in the streets when in fact that was news reports from a year ago from a major gas explosion there that killed 130 people. And yeah, that's that's how they were scaring everybody. And now now they don't have any of the bodies. So they're, they're just saying we've got a new variant and that's what it's turned into. But don't worry. Don't worry. The sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci has made his rounds on all the news networks and he's going to brief you and he's going to bring you up to speed and 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 bring you up to to par on everything that's going on. And so is the president, Joe Biden, the U.S. president, and all the usual European suspect, excuse me, leaders. They're all saying the same thing. They're all shutting down travel. They're all banning everything from everywhere and talking about lockdowns and everything. This gives them the perfect opportunity, doesn't it? Right on cue gives them the opportunity to ruin the holiday season from a supply line that they've already destroyed. And of course, it gives them the ability to reset everyone's COVID passport, doesn't it? Those of you that have had two jabs thinking that you were going to get your way out of this. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, see, that's not going to work anymore. Now you're going to need three. Oh, and well, that's that's probably not even going to it's probably not even going to work because you're going to need four and then five and then six and, you know, and so on and so forth, because it'll be about the maintenance of your vaccination status. Isn't that what Dan Andrews down in Australia said? Yeah, that's what he said. But you know what? I'm already on a rant. I could sit here for an hour and I could go on a rant about all this this ridiculous nonsense that they're throwing at you now. Bruce, how are you doing today? Well, uh, I'm healthy and alive um, for now, for now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would like to point out uh, as well this new variant. Uh, it does not have the same markers as COVID-19. 
Um, my speculation is, oh, and by the way, the symptoms. Yeah, the symptoms are a bit different. You remember the the symptoms of COVID-19? Uh, it was so uh, unique because it, it killed your taste and smell for a few days. Yeah, it doesn't do that any longer. Uh, this this Omicron is, what is it? Uh, uh, increased uh, heart rate and um, fever, fatigue, those kind of things. So I, I don't know if people are aware, when you're running a fever and your body's fighting off an infection, your heart rate increases anyway. And fatigue, that's also part of uh, infection when your body's fighting it off. Uh, but uh, something else I'd like to point out, because we were, we were bringing up India. Have you heard any more about Japan and their infection rates there? I did hear a couple of weeks ago, of course, it's been quietly shut down and hushed up and pretty much all the information we got out of Japan has disappeared. And the reason it's disappeared is because they switched to strictly ivermectin and canned uh -huh. the vaccines. Uh -huh. Yeah, that, that drug that's going to kill you and kill everyone because it does, you know, it's horse to warmer and... Yeah, it's horse paste, oh, yeah. yeah that, Which it that actually stuff. is. It, it actually is horse paste for the actually, horse Actually, it version. would be... It would well, it would actually be more akin to say it's iver there is a variant or a type of ivermectin that is for horses. Yes, it's yes, not. It's, it's actually it's, yeah, it's actually for horses. The the dewormer that the vet gives you for your dog or your cat. What do you think that is? Just saying. Yeah. So uh, just kind of a you know just kind of a side note there about Japan that that's um you know oh and it's 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 almost like Africa you know those huge amount of cases they have over there that they actually don't have uh it's because hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin is um uh widely available and do you know how many side effects adverse reactions uh people have had because of ivermectin i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say none uh very very small amounts um of people have had and that's because they um i i think they took a full dose of ivermectin for horses you know, the horse paste. Okay, uh, in which that's cases, all right. So that's not good, the human one that they took, and that's not the you know human what? One, yeah. the, the thing is, is a, okay. Let, let let me just explain this real quick because I, I'm very familiar with the the veterinary ivermectin, not the human one. The veterinary ivermectin and the human ivermectin, there is a difference. It is the same. Hear me. It is the same ivermectin in both of them. However, the difference comes in the antigens and the adjuvants that are in each one of them. The one that's designed for the horses or whatever, you know, like the CNN likes to say, the horse dewormer. Okay, the one that's designed for horses is toxic to humans. The ivermectin in it is not. The adjuvants and antigens in there are toxic to humans. That's what causes it to react to the animal. It, it allows that drug to take hold in the animal's system and let it work. We have different adjuvants and different antigens in our version that allow us to process the same medication. Sort of. So, uh, and the reason I say sort of, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's toxic. I would go, I would say it's toxic in the quantities that are required for larger animals. Fair. The, the reason I, Fair. I, I point that out is because I know a few people that had to take ivermectin, horse paste, the one specifically for horses, because uh, pharmacies would not fulfill their, um, well, the, 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 the doctor prescribed prescription for ivermectin. So they it's went because to of, like everything now, you know, because of everything now with, uh, the, the way Walgreens and Walmart will not fulfill those prescriptions. Doesn't matter what the prescription's for. 
it 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 could be for a legitimate parasite of some kind or or infection like uh, uh i forget one of the infection types that that uh, i'm infected by, infections i'm but. infected by governments they're they're a parasite i mean can i get ivermectin prescribed True. for that or i mean it's yeah unfortunately ivermectin doesn't work against that one unfortunately it's a shame uh, you it's need shame. some stronger stronger stuff yeah, yeah. Okay, where do I begin? Uh, where, where where on earth do I begin with this stuff? Uh, all right, let's. Uh, God, um, the sainted Doctor Anthony. You know what? Okay, first of all, let, let's before I get into that, let, let's just get into this. Okay, so the South African health ministers and and doctors and presidents and and everybody from all those different countries down there are saying, "What are you doing?" Yes, we found this in in four vaccinated patients, but. It's nothing. And Bruce, you, you went over the symptoms of what it is. What what is it was it actually cause? Well, uh, it just basically fever, fatigue, increased heart rate, those kind of things. You okay, know, so typically what we see yeah. with the average cold. Right. So we're shutting everything down and we're we're wrecking the rest of whatever's left of our pitiful society because of uh, headaches and fevers and increased heart rates and yeah, all that. But the World Health Organization has said, now they haven't shown this, but they say that evidence shows global risk from the Omicron variant is very high and may have severe consequences. You know something? I actually believe that. I actually believe that. It's not from the so-called variant that they stick out there. It's from talk like that is what causes the very high risk that will have severe consequences. It's the fear that they're hyping around it. Tedros yeah. or whatever the hell his name is, the the guy that who quite frankly the guy that's a Bill Gates lackey that should be on trial for crimes against humanity that oversaw genocide in his native Ethiopia, quite frankly. And that's that's why he's in there by the way, because he's compromised. Was addressing the start of a special 3-day meeting of the organization's governing body in Geneva on Monday amidst a global alert over the new strain, arguing that the greater international cooperation is essential to preserve hard-won gains against the virus. This is a man, this this is a scumbag who was sitting face to face with President Bolsonaro in Brazil and Bolsonaro asked him outright. The video is up on our Telegram page. Asked him outright, "Do you even have any evidence as to where this started yet?" And Tedros is laughing at him and he says, "We're still investigating it." And Bolsonaro says, "Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer." As in, he knows. Of course he knows. They all know. The World Health Assembly meeting was convened to decide on the issue of a so-called pandemic treaty. Well, that's just what we need. Yeah, pandemic treaty. An organization that has failed on its face, that is compromised wholeheartedly by the Chinese Communist Party, is now going to give you a pandemic treaty. And don't you think for one minute that those old sacks up there in the Senate won't ratify it, because they certainly will, because they've got more than half of them compromised already. Tedros said that the world has not responded accordingly to COVID-19 and vaccine inequity, among other challenges, has facilitated the appearance of the new highly mutated variants such as Omicron. Um, no, no. I'll tell you what has facilitated, if indeed this is something that is legit, I'll tell you what has facilitated the appearance of the appearance of a new highly mutated variant such as Omicron. That's you dumbasses continuing to jab people that don't need to be jabbed. That's what's causing it. WHO Director General said, Omicron demonstrates just why the world needs a new accord on pandemics. Our current system de-incentivizes countries from alerting others to the threats that will inevitably land on their shores. You know what? Uh, I could sit here and go on with this. I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to entertain this because we got so much other stuff to cover today. I'm I'm not even going to say anything more on the matter. You got anything on that? 
because we got clips of Fauci I want to get into here. No, this is this is all the the same BS that we were just fed. It's them trying to rehash it. And you know, you you made a good point off recording uh, before we started. Uh, what's coming up next year? And uh, what did they institute during the 2020 elections? Mail-in ballots. Yep, it's on the way. And you can already see that they're teeing it up for exactly that. I'm going to get into some clips of Fauci here in just a minute. Uh, but before I do that, I do believe I had one of dear old Boris. Oh, yes, right here. Here we go. This is Boris Johnson on the new steps that the government of the UK are going to be taking to deal with the, well, the super mutant, more deadly, more dangerous, uh, it's going to kill everybody by Christmas variant. We don't yet exactly know how effective our vaccines will be against Omicron, but we have good reasons for believing they will provide at least some measure of protection. And if you're boosted, your response is likely to be stronger. Uh -huh. So it's more vital than ever that people get their jabs and we get those boosters into arms as fast as possible. So from today, we're going to boost the booster campaign. We're already planning to do 6 million jabs in England alone over the next three weeks. And now we're looking to go further. Now we're looking to go further. Uh-huh. And they've said today that they're probably, well, they don't have time to wait. Uh, you can really see that they're in a hurry now. They don't have time to wait. Uh, some of their advisors in the UK government today said that, well, um, if you just got double jabbed, you don't have to wait anymore. You can go straight in for your booster now. Uh, and, and that applies to everybody, even in the under 40s. You can, you can get all those now. Do you morons have any idea what you're doing to people? Do, do you? Well, I, you know what? That's a loaded question. Don't even because that's if I if I told you what I witnessed personally with my own two eyes over the weekend, I, I just I, I told Bruce about it. I'm not even going to get into it because it's just so horrifying. Anyway, Boris Johnson on. Well, quite frankly, everything you just said. So every everything he just said. What, what did he just say, Bruce? You, you heard him. He said vaccines mm -hmm. are known to give you at least some level of protection. If you're boosted, you have even more protection. Mm -hmm. He did say that, right? Well, and he also said you might the it might be more effective. Might. It's, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, as he went on further in the speech, because we have apparently the uh, the the remembrance level of a goldfish, this is what he said. It does appear that Omicron spreads very rapidly and can be spread between people who are double vaccinated. What? And can be spread between people who are double vaccinated. That's what I thought he said. So vaccines don't work then. Isn't that a better well, no, way to just see, say it? No, no. Comrade, that, that's why you have to get the booster. Because oh, that's why you need more because you didn't have you. enough of it. Yes. I got you. Yeah. So it's yes. like that it's like the people that were in the state of Texas during the the uh, the power outages. The reason that the wind and solar didn't work is because you didn't have enough of it. That's right. What, right. Right. Where mm -hmm. where was my head with that one? Yeah, where where was my head? And right on time out of the BBC, you have travel and mask rules that are going to be tightened over the Omicron variant. Of course you do. Of course you do. You didn't think you were going to get out of this one, did you? No, no. What did I tell you a couple of months ago? I said the UK is about to get blindsided. Face coverings will become mandatory again in shops and on public transport in England from next week because it's so dire. We, we have to take all the drastic measures now that we have to wait until next week to implement them. As part of measures to target the new variant Omicron. PCR tests for everyone entering the UK will be introduced and all contacts of new variant cases will have to 
self-isolate, even if fully jabbed. Boris Johnson said Christmas would be considerably better than in 2020. It's going to be considerably better this year. Bruce, can't you tell? They're already on track to make it better than what it was last year. Yeah. Um, no, the people are hurting more financially. This There's already, it was something like 50% of people that were responding to this poll went in debt to buy Christmas uh, presents this year. No, it's not. It's not better than than last year. Well, uh, the measures he said will be uh, will be temporary and precautionary. Now, see, it's just, it's just temporary. Yeah, fourteen days to flatten the curve. That was just temporary too, wasn't it? That that was just temporary. That that wasn't supposed to. That wasn't supposed to last. And as you see, it it hasn't lasted, has it? No, hasn't lasted at all. Mr. Johnson announced the restrictions at Downing Street News Conference, after which we just played a couple of clips of, after it was confirmed that two. Cases had been detected in Brentwood, Essex, and Nottingham. Explain to me how they're tracking this. Somebody explain this to me. I'm still waiting to see an isolation of the original one. Now, I'm not saying that COVID doesn't exist. I have never said that. We have never said that. We've never made assumptions to that. However, it is my personal opinion that they aren't releasing the isolate of COVID-19 because they can't. I I need to make a tinfoil hat for for a little... Okay. segments i can just put that on so you know that okay this is, this is going to be a theory but anyway yeah. go sorry i i interrupted there sorry well it's just it kind of it kind of makes me wonder doesn't it i mean d- does it make you wonder why they haven't released any isolates of it they didn't release the original one they didn't release delta that they, they didn't re- and they're certainly not going to release this one because they can't well this one they might this one they might because this one's not actually tied to the first two supposedly though we're not going to know that they're just espousing that we're going off of what they're saying They can't release the original one, quite frankly, because I believe it would show that they actually engineered it. So they can't release it. That's my opinion. That that is just my opinion. That is solely based on on all the research that we have done and nothing more, because that's the only logical conclusion that I can come to. They're not releasing it because it would implicate them and it would show their guilt out there in front of everybody. So they can't do it. So this one, though, I've seen a GitHub uh, um, and some other articles talking about the different uh, components to it, the the proteins uh-huh. and the numbers associated with it and everything. I've seen uh-huh. those, but I haven't seen any kind of like, you know, like a, a physical image of it, if you will, like a, right. um, through a telescope or something like that. Right. But I've seen the genetic code for it, if you will, uh, the sequencing. So I, the, the, the problem with this one is um, it's still a coronavirus, but it shares none of the same, like, or not none of, but many of the markers from uh, COVID-19 are missing. They've mutated, according to them, which the the number of mutations, if, if we were in a different time, this wouldn't even be considered COVID-19. This would be a completely different, this is probably more likely from the Spanish flu. Uh, this is a variant. Um, tinfoil hat. You were, you were questioning how could they track those things, right? And, or, 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 no. or test and you know how did they yeah, know that I'm, there was i'm asking cases. how do they okay. know because we're we're yeah, basing yeah. everything mm-hmm. on gender well, pcr tests which they say they're no, going to use no, again no. none of that you don't have to use any of that um tenfold hat time okay um so we know covid19 is engineered now that's not part of the tenfold hat that's fact um we have all the paperwork the documentation yeah. all of that points Gain to function, the research funding, in the Wuhan lab everything yes. Funding yep. everything. Everything's there. So emails, it's engineered. Voucher emails, all of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what's his face? The Eco Barrick, Health Alliance. Barrick, anyway. uh, uh, Eco, Eco Health Dasik, Alliance, Dasik. Yeah. 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 So 
That's a given. All right. So now with that in light, uh, let's put the tinfoil hat on for this bit. Uh huh. If that's engineered, that means this one is very likely or could be engineered. If it's engineered, then you have to have an insertion point. So you have a patient zero. So you track who patient zero comes in contact with. Then you take and because this is an engineered virus, you know what you're looking for to make a testing kit. So you could easily engineer a testing kit uh, for that specific virus and just track who the people come in contact with. And I mean, it's not like we don't have tracking stuff in place now and just track where those people go. And you could track who comes in contact with patient zero and do a PCR test on them or, you know, whatever, and say they're positive. Or for that matter, you don't even, since you're, you're trying to gen up hysteria, you don't even have to test them. Just track the individual, see who they come in contact with, and just say, we have more infections with, without any proof, without any evidence. You just say, we have more infections. That would explain why they're calling for heavier contact tracing, because then it'll it'll give them an opportunity to create uh, more of these people. But I have just... you seen? Okay, wait, wait. It more <laughs> January sixth. Do you know how they uh -huh. were tracking people? Yeah, geolocation. Yeah, yeah. And when you look at uh, there, there's been some graphs of January sixth where the people were and where where they went, uh -huh. and then we've also have tracking of people when they were at uh, protests or they were at different yeah. events they have quote unquote anonymized data that shows right. where those people sure. were from and where they, they went get the to. door kicked in yeah right yeah anonymized, anonymized. uh-huh you know what though i was around a whole bunch of acts well i wasn't really around them i kind of I stayed away from i was near i'll put it this way i was in i was in close proximity of a lot of vaccinated people uh actually thousands of vaccinated people yesterday and the day before i mean i wasn't like too close for comfort if you know what i'm saying uh, I, I wasn't uh, wasn't that close. But if I were able to be tracked, I guess, then that would put me on somebody's contact tracing list, I would think, if, if I was being geolocated. But I wasn't being geolocated, even though I had a phone on me, because I don't have a phone that's compatible with the system that they have. Again, if you want to get out of this system, you have to work your way out of it. So... Looking back to Dr. Fauci, because the UK, they're taking steps. And then, of course, all these European countries, they're all following whatever. They're all doing their own t just lunacy. Like this is like the, some, somebody actually said to me today, you know what? I think I'd rather live in an insane asylum. I said, we are living in an insane asylum. The criminally insane are running the asylum. Like this, this, this whole thing is an insane asylum. You know, the, these people are running hog wild because they've been getting away with this nonsense for 70 years and no one has ever held them accountable. Well, it's time for their sorry asses to be held accountable. And that day is coming. Mm. This is, uh, I would say this is a 19th century insane asylum. When you've seen uh, uh, some of the stuff that went on uh, in those insane asylums yeah. and the kind of experiments they did on the people, it's it barbaric. was barbaric. It's barbaric. <sighs> I, I don't even you know what I don't even want to play it this this gopher I, I don't even want to play him uh Anthony Fauci oh god Anthony Fauci I just I can't even stand to look at him uh anymore this was him on George Stepan all excuse me Stephanopoulos <laughs> did I say Stepan all of us George Stephanopoulos who by the way uh he was on that list of um, World Economic Forum young global leaders yeah it's it's almost like they're all kind of part of the same tribe if you will. Yeah, they're all going on their own little echo chambers, preaching to the choir of the masked up morons that they've got out there that are outside, that are double jabbed, that are, hell, triple jabbed, ready to take fourth one, you know, because of this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this, whatever this is that gives you a headache. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, here he is. You wear a mask, but above all, vaccination will be the really most important way to really prevent you from being at such a high risk that you would not want to travel. Should we expect to be seeing more lockdowns again, new lockdowns, more mandates? You know, I don't know, George. It's really too early to say. We just really need to, as I've said so often, prepare for the worst. And it may not be that we're going to have to go the route that people are saying. This uh-huh. We don't know a lot about this virus, so you we want to prepare as best as we can. But it may turn out that this preparation, although important, may not necessarily push us to the next level. People talking about lockdowns, people talking about that. Let's see what the information that we're getting in real time tells us. And we'll make decisions based on the science and the evidence the way we always do. <laughs> But you want to be prepared to do anything and everything. And that's the reason why we're paying such close attention to this and why we're all over it. Dr. Fauci, thanks, as always, for your time and your yeah. information. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. We, re- we really do appreciate that from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah, we, we certainly do. You know what that means? That means you're going to have lockdowns. That means you're going to have travel restrictions. That means you're going to hear more of the same about this social distancing garbage and this mass nonsense. And don't you think for one second they're not bringing that back? Because that's coming. That is coming. They're going to push even harder on it this year. Successive approximation. Never forget what these people are doing. It's a different form of warfare. This is the 21st century. Bruce, your thoughts on on the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci? Actually, you know what? Before before I ask you that, before I ask you that, I want to play this last clip here of him, that I have of him because I, I really just, I just don't want any more. He was asked here about domestic travel on Chuck Todd. Should we have a vaccine mandate for domestic travel, air travel? You know, Chuck, I'm I'm, I'm not going to make any, any pronouncements about what we should have about vaccine mandates for travel. We know that we evaluate these things literally in real time all the time. You know, everything is discussed and everything is on the table, right? Yeah, little worm. All right. Uh, so first, Chuck Todd makes the mistake there. He has the Freudian slip and says, should we have vaccine mandates for domestic tra- <laughs> um, uh, domestic air travel? No, Chuck, you had it right the first time. That's what you really want. You want vaccine mandates for travel, period, end of story. They want to make it to where you can't actually leave to go anywhere to do anything without having a vaccine mandate. That's what they really want there. So he kind of let the cat out of the bag, if you will, because that's what we're seeing in other countries. So like I said, the other countries, the other Western nations, they're just ahead of you by about six months. That's it. That's all that is here. That's, that's all that's going on here. Second, everything's on the table. You hear that? Everything's on the table. Now, see, we're, we're looking at everything in real time. We're following the evidence. We're following the science, just as we always do. But everything's on the table. So um, you can't travel any further than five kilometers from your home. Uh, I mean, uh, that, that, that's one of the goals of um, the Great Reset. Uh, it, it, you, you, have, you basically walk or ride a bike uh, to those locations. They say you do it by choice, but that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to restrict you. It's not a, you choose to do this under your own volition. You choose to do this because you have a gun pointed at you. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of what the scenario is. Um, pray tell they institute these kind of um, requirements for the vaccines uh, to do domestic travel, just domestic travel, uh, it, all of it, all the above, you know, flight or highways, all that, which logistically they can't do the highways and whatnot. But let, let's let's look at it. How are they going to stop you from traveling? How far are they going? Because uh, if you show up and you buy a ticket and go to fly 
and you don't have it, how are they going to remove you from that location? You know, a lot of people don't stop and think about who in history. Let's just look back historically. Let's let's just look back. Uh, now, I'm not playing one side or the other here. Quite frankly, it's two sides of the same coin when it comes to authoritarianism. You talk about communism, you talk about fascism. But who historically restricts movements? It's communists. They restrict movement. They also create shortages. That's what they do. They keep you in a sense of desperation to where you're always relied on them for everything. You're praising the state for whatever crumbs you get. You're happy to take whatever you get from whatever captor is holding you. In this case, it'd be the communist Chinese, isn't it? Who have gone over and jumped in bed with the finance heads and the corporate heads and the banking heads, the hedge funds, all these people. And they've compromised these people in these governments. I also think that this arrival of this, whatever this is, right now is also key because What's starting today? Does anybody know? Does anybody know what's starting today? It's the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. The Epstein case, it's perfect cover. It gives them perfect cover for anything that might come out in that courtroom. Now, do I expect anything to come out of that trial? The answer is no. The answer is no. I don't expect a damn thing to come out of that trial. Do you want to know why? Because, and maybe Bruce, you have a different opinion on this. Do you know who's trying that case as the prosecution? It's James Comey's daughter. You know, the stooge for the FBI, the one that, that, uh, that did the Clinton's taxes. Are you kidding me? This is who we have trying this case? So I don't expect anything to come out of that trial. But I, like I said, I don't know if you have a different of opinion or differing of opinion, but uh, I, I don't expect anything. But uh, I, I think this also this serves this serves a multi like this is a good multi tool for them in this respect. It gives them cover for the Maxwell trial. It allows them to reset everybody's covid passports and it gives them an opportunity to push boosters. And you notice the uh uh, the uh, pre-show, we were t playing a clip of uh, Scott Gottlieb. Maybe we can run that here in a second. Uh, he was talking about, oh, it might have been an outbreak in kids. They've been trying to jab kids and they haven't had a reason to do it yet. So this gives them a lot of things. And it also gives them pretext to create a situation for the elections coming up. And quite frankly, there's another there's another arm into this as well. This this down in Switzerland. We'll get to that in a second, though. But your thoughts on the Maxwell thing and then we'll play the clip of Gottlieb and then we'll move to Switzerland. The Maxwell thing. Um, yeah, exactly. As you said, this is just a smokescreen. The names on that list that would be required to go in front of uh, the jury and testify is so absurdly long and this is the elite of the elite i mean this is this is people like gates organizations like disney uh verizon at&t i mean this is like all the major corporations all the major uh, uh um, names that we're you know uh, uh household names they'll all be called to the stand on this one um because they're all implicated in this in some way uh, so do I think anything's going to come of it? No, there's too much money, too many elites. Uh, this is all going to get thrown under the bus. Hence the prosecution. It'll be just like, uh, what's his name? Soy boy up there trying uh, Rittenhouse. You know, they'll intentionally throw the mm -hmm. case. All right. Uh, Scott Gottlieb. Uh, what was uh, what was he? He's the uh, uh, former FDA commissioner, also a Pfizer executive. Uh, Dr. Scott. Is, is he a doctor? I don't know. What, whatever he is. Gottlieb. Uh, this was him on the, uh, the vaccination stuff or what, whatever this is. There is nothing short of panic. And I'm hoping you can give us some perspective here. Pan the WHO and the NIH say that this variant appears more transmissible. Do you have any indication that it's more lethal or that it makes people more ill? 
Yeah, build that fear up. Yeah, not not right now. The three critical questions right now is first, is this more virulent? So to your question, is this making people uh, more ill? Uh, there's no indication that it is. And in fact, there's some anecdotal information off of physicians in South Africa that this could be causing milder illness. Now, that could be an artifact of the fact that the initial cases seem to have been clustered in younger people, perhaps in outbreaks around the universities. Uh-huh. The second critical question is, does this escape immunity? And this is the question that has people concerned, because when you look at the genetic sequence oh. of this new variant. It has a lot of mutations that we know correlate with escape from immunity that's conferred by prior infection or by the vaccines. But then the third critical question is, does that escape from immunity increase its transmissibility? And there's an assumption right now that it does. We don't have a firm answer to that question. But even if it's ability to escape the immunity that we've acquired from prior infection or vaccines does make it more transmissible in certain circumstances. The question here is going to be whether or not a fully boosted um, individual, someone who's had three doses of vaccine, has good protection against this variant. Right now, if you talk to people in vaccine circles, people who are working on the vaccine, they have a pretty good degree of confidence that a boosted vaccine, so three full doses of vaccine, is going to be Uh fairly protective against this new variant. The other the critical question we're going Wait to need to answer it. is whether or not someone who has immunity from prior infection from Delta also has good protection against this new variant. If those there two things go. hold true, if someone who's been infected with Delta is well protected from this and someone mm-hmm. who is fully boosted is also well protected from this, that could be a pretty good backstop from this becoming really epidemic in the United States. Right. Okay. So he, let, let me just, let me translate what he actually just said there. So he included all the groups that they're targeting. They're targeting kids. They're targeting the double jab, saying, oh, now you need to go get a booster because if you don't, then you're not going to have as good a uh, protection or whatever, because all they're doing with a booster again, Bruce, as you said, more of the same, right? More of the same. That's all you're, you're going to get is just more of the same. And then he said, well, now it's going to become a question of whether or not people that were infected with, uh, with Delta, meaning the original one, are actually uh, going to have immunity to this one. Meaning, you're, since you're no longer allowed to test now to gain entry into social, uh, into social life, now it's either recovered or double jabbed or triple jabbed. Now it's going to be, oh, you can only get jabbed now. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm curious now. So somebody that's recovered, because you can see the writing on the wall, because that's going to be their next target group. The people that are recovered are now going to have to go get, are are they going to have to take three jabs? I'm I'm just curious. Are they going to have to take four? How's that going to work? Because uh, you've got, as Fauci said, you've got a full regimen here to to go through. So do, do you need to take four is that is that how it was? Because originally it was just it was like the mask thing. Well, one is is good, but you know if you really want better protection, then you need two. And then uh, if you really want the the extra extra layer of protection, well, you need three. And then if you want to be as protected as you can possibly, well, then you need four masks. So it, I mean, if you've already caught it, it, just going by their logic, because they're all about science and, and data and evidence, going by their absurd logic. Wouldn't you want to be infected and then take four jabs to be the best, uh, you know, going by their mask logic, but applying that to vaccines? Wouldn't that be the best level of protection you could possibly get? So if getting um, getting the SARS virus made you highly resilient, if not immune to COVID-19, if that's the case and let's play their game and say this is this is a uh, mutation of covid-19 okay we'll we'll play that game if this is a mutation that means 
uh, if you've had COVID-19 already and recovered, that means you're going to retain immunity to this variant as well. Uh, however, if this is a completely new virus, um, it's still plausible because it's a coronavirus. It's still plausible that you're, what, 75, 80 percent resistant to it, uh, you know, immunity roughly in that in that area. The idea that uh, you, you, the he, he said there, this is uh, uh, possibly a mutation caused by uh, or, or or an example of escaping immunity right or or mm. bypassing the immunity yeah um okay again still playing their game and saying that this is a mutation um that's exactly what this is because the the vaccine only protected you versus the s1 spike protein on coronavirus the alpha and beta variant okay the alpha and beta has the s1 spike protein none of the other ones so far have the s1 spike protein so in other words the other variants were triggered mutations or uh, they were evading the immunity of the vaccine. So technically what he said there is, yes, that is actually potentially accurate if you if you're assuming this new Omicron is uh, Omicron is a, a variant. Uh, but based on the symptoms and based on um, the sequencing I've seen, it doesn't look like it's the same virus. It looks like it's a different one. But what do I know? I'm not an epidemiologist. And quite frankly, I think you're outdoing a lot of them. They've got up there on these TVs, quite, fr quite, quite frankly. But I mean, I, th I think uh, you're doing a hell of a lot better because you're actually looking at data and none of these jokers are. Oh, I, I think they're still looking at the same data. It's just they're spinning it because either they get the, 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 the key difference here is I'm looking at the same data they're looking at, but I'm not being paid off. I'm not making any money doing this. I'm just telling point. you the truth because it's the truth. <laughs> it's a fair point. The uh, the people that have not gone along with this in, in every nation, the people that have not gone along with this in either government or in the media, they have gotten out of the way. They have removed these people and they've put people in there that they've paid off and that they've compromised. I mean, there's people being chased. Like the health minister in, I, I think it was like Victoria or something. The health minister was being chased down the street, being screamed at by an angry mob of people saying, how much is George Soros paying you to do this? How much of the Rothschilds paying you to do this? How, how much are you getting paid? J just tell us. See, they, they all know. All these people, all these these so-called European leaders, I don't think any of these people have actually been elected. I know we argue about the U.S. election all the time, but that's that's the U.S. We can sit there and we can go back and forth about that all day long. But you know something? I don't think any of these European leaders to begin with were elected. I don't think any of these governments were actually elected. And I was talking to somebody here yesterday about their latest elections, which is actually in the process of being recalled right now, but they seem to be just ignoring it. There's a reason they're ignoring that, because... I don't think they were actually elected. I, I don't think any of these people have been elected for a very long time. I think everybody's been too happy in their cycle of pop culture and entertainment and and food and, and just doing whatever it is they do on a daily basis that no Normality. one's been paying attention. Normality. Exactly. They've had a normalcy bias. No one's paying attention. And so therefore, they've been able to get the right people in place and trigger this. And now nobody can understand what's going on because the people that you've supposedly been voting for probably aren't even supposed to be there. Again, just my opinion based on the absurdity of everything. Look at what's happening in the United Kingdom. Boris Johnson's in the process of getting removed. They're going to throw him out. He's outlived his usefulness. What's happened in Italy? The guy was replaced down there by an unelected banker from the European Central Bank. Nobody even voted for that joker. No one's even seen him. No, no one's even seen him except for Nancy Pelosi. Nobody's seen this guy. 
He just hands down something from somewhere, and he's just gone. Macron disappeared. No one's seen him. Merkel on her way out. No one's seen her. She comes out, she makes a speech, and then leaves. No one sees her. Austria. Kors was in there. That was the, the, he was one of the hand-picked young global leaders by Klaus Schwab himself. He was taken down there to Switzerland and knighted or whatever in the hell he is with his stupid books. And he gets tossed out and he gets replaced with Schallenberg. Who in the hell is this guy? Nobody knows. No one voted for him. And then all of a sudden, oh, you're going to take the vaccine or you're going to jail. What? In Italy, you're going to take the vaccine or you're going to get fined. You're not going to be able to go to work. What? Czech Republic. The, the president is is in some glass box down there nominating a prime minister. It's ridiculous. This is a, this is a sideshow, what we're dealing with. You know, taking away someone's livelihood used to be the equivalent of killing them. I mean, look back at the 1800s. Uh, you go in and you destroy a farm or take their cattle or whatever the case may be. Uh, do you know what they did to you? You either got hung or shot. I mean, people threw away their lives to get vengeance on people that destroyed their livelihood. Um, that was barely a hundred years ago. Guys, <laughs> historically speaking, the, the, the peace that we have or quote unquote peace that we have, this isn't, this is an aberration. This is an abnormality in history. This is new. This is unique. You, you, you typically don't go in and just destroy people's lives and livelihoods. And then they just roll over and, and take it. Usually there's death that follows. And I don't mm -hmm. mean that as a threat. I mean that as a, historically speaking, that's what happens. I'm concerned because that's in, <laughs> the condition of humanity is, it, 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 it's, not, it's not great. Humans are brutal. Humans can be very, very bad. And I'm concerned because we haven't corrected that. That hasn't been solved. I don't think it ever will, barring, um, you know, God intervention. So either you believe everything is of God right now that's going on, or you're just as concerned as I am of what's coming because it's not good. The, the more they keep pressing like this, uh, they being the elite, I'm concerned this peacefulness is no longer going to be peaceful. And once they once we get to the point where people are no longer able to eat or afford eating or it's going to be disastrous for civilization as a whole. They want the conflict, though. That's the thing. They want to trigger civil wars in all these countries because then that'll give them the ability to to go to an area that they can't go to right now because the, then they'll have the justification. They'll say, oh, look, look, you see all these anti-vax people that are domestic terrorists that are violent. No, no, that's that's not what this is. But that's the groundwork that they're laying in the media and in social media. All those people that I saw over the weekend, there's nothing you can do for that. There, there's literally nothing you can do for that. I hate to say that. I hate to see that. But there's nothing you can do for that. I, I really don't even know how to reach people that are. I mean, you're, you're talking about thousands and thousands of people wearing masks outside in groups, in amongst each other, pulling their masks down to smoke, to drink, to take a bite of food and then put it right back on. How stupid to be. To be fair, the kind of weather you guys have over that direction, uh, I'd not a bad probably idea. be wearing a mask yeah, it's not, it's not a bad as idea. well. But it does it does help. Yeah. With, you know, I was actually thinking about that when I was walking, but I had my uh, had my shit mag and I could just you know pull it up. But uh, it really exactly with the wind blowing over here, man, it is like that is that that's yeah. that cold that just cuts right through. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, getting the, uh, you know, having like the neck gator or something, you know, this, you know, something mm -hmm. you can like wrap mm -hmm. up on your face. That's save your face from getting wind burn. I'm telling you. Anyway. Well, that's, 
That's what the beard's for, you know? Yeah, you yeah. Uh, yeah, time, I, I don't... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, I just... I can't do it. I grew a beard once in my life. I'll never do it again. It was a bet, which I actually won, by the way. I won $250 for that. But it was worth it. You know, it was, it was worth it. It was horrible. I just It taught me one thing. That was the hardest $250 I've ever had to win. And I will never do it again. But... Speaking of of what's going on over here and, and governments not being elected, Bruce, you and I have been watching the movements down in Switzerland, the, the protests down in Switzerland, in Zurich, in uh, in Bern, in uh, in Geneva, and and all the other uh, cities down there. We, we've been watching the movements in these areas. Do those look like a bunch of people that want? To continue the COVID measures, does that look like does that look like a, a crowd of people that wants that to continue by the numbers of, yeah, that the, they've put in the streets down there? Yeah, that the, those people are all in support of uh, the vaccine mandates, right? That, that's why they're <laughs> yeah. down there, and they're yeah. they're saying we want more yes, regulation, we want more, we want more yeah. restrictions. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, they want more. You know, I I don't think, and this is one of the other things when we were looking at a lot of these uh, when we were looking at these young global leaders, they've compromised a lot of the world the world economic forum which is in switzerland i might add uh they compromised a lot of the swiss government the federal government and they've compromised a lot of their cantons they've also compromised a lot of their bureaucracy as well well see that doesn't play too well in switzerland because well they have a different system down there they actually have if you want to get if you want to look at true democracy the swiss are actually the closest to it they have a true democracy those people vote on everything they don't have a congress the people are the Congress. They don't have a military. The people are the military. That's what decides things down there. That's who decides things down there. So if there's something that comes up on a ballot or if there's a special election, the people have to vote on it. That's democracy. That's direct democracy. And they have it. But they are very socialist in a lot of other respects, I will say, you know, as far as like healthcare and education and stuff like that. OK, fine. But that's for them to sort out. It's not for me to judge. But nonetheless, they voted yesterday on whether or not they were going to keep the COVID passport to uh, <clears throat> avoid lockdowns. Yeah, it was, it was to avoid lockdowns. Well, apparently, they voted to keep it. 67% of the people voted to keep it. Really? I wonder, all those cantons down there, are those some of the people that have been compromised, maybe? Possibly? I don't know. I'm asking the question. Given the list of people we went over last week that are closely associated, if not directly associated, with the World Economic Forum, are some of these people the ones that rammed that through? I don't know. But I find it very unlikely that that actually passed down there by legitimate means. And let me explain. You see, because of these COVID measures and because of, well, you know, the restrictions on people being able to go places, well, you obviously, you can't have your traditional polling places, can you? No, no, see, you can't do that because you you might kill grandma. So we can't have that. So the Swiss had to do this thing called, um, called mail-in voting. I don't know, if, Bruce, have you heard of mail-in voting? The, the Swiss, they, they had to because they didn't have a choice. Yeah, I've heard rumor of yeah. uh, something about, is it the kind of voting where you where you have to request a ballot and then they send you one and then you mail it in? Or is it because uh, that, that, that's what I heard from the media that was mailing? No, no. See, that, that, well, see, that's a little bit of a misnomer there. See, that's that's what you call a, an absentee ballot, meaning you can't actually be there. So, but you're a registered voter. You prove that you're a registered voter and you request the ballot after proving you are who you are with your voter identification. And then they send you that ballot certified and then you send it back certified. You only get one ballot. That's what an absentee ballot is. Now, a mail-in ballot, that's just something that they send out. You know, they have trucks that just go around the neighborhoods and drop five, 600 ballots off and, and say, here you go, fill these out, drop them in any mailbox and, and, and we'll get 
we'll get uh, to counting those as soon as possible. That's what they did. So anyway, uh, that uh, that passed down there by, I'm sorry, it was 62%, excuse me, 62%, just like George Soros likes it. Yeah, just within a few percentage points. Polls for the broadcaster SRF, which would be Swiss radio, uh, I, I, something like that. It had indicated the law, which also covers financial aid to pandemic-stricken companies. I see they're going to bail out more of those companies too. Yeah, all those uh, the, all those companies that have uh, that have you know suffered because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Well, they're just going to take these higher loans now. The passing of this bill, which shows if someone who has been vaccinated, tested, or has recovered from the co- the coronavirus, which, like I said, they look to be on the path to actually have that changed, are hotly opposed by some in Switzerland and have provoked occasionally violent demonstrations. I haven't seen any violent demonstrations in Switzerland yet. Have you? You can bet if there were, we'd be seeing them everywhere. I haven't seen the Swiss people get violent yet. Yeah, the the police car burning and whatnot. That's been other countries. That was so, that was in the uh, Netherlands. Yeah. yeah, that was in the Hague. Yeah, so I, I I don't know of anything that the Swiss has been doing that's violent. I haven't seen uh-huh. any of that. Now they say here uh, that they're even tightening the screws against the unvaccinated. Gee, I wonder why. Oh, I wonder why. Now, see, here's something very interesting. I think this would explain why. Now. Given what they're reporting here, this doesn't make any sense. This is why I say, did you actually vote for this? I'm talking to the Swiss people. I know we have listeners down in Switzerland. Vaccination rates in the country of Switzerland are among the lowest in Western Europe, kind of like Germany and Austria. See, I don't think they have the numbers that they wanted. Now, if these now I'm just I'm just curious if that country, they supposedly want to, quote, avoid another lockdown and the vaccination rates in the country are among the lowest in Western Europe, why would you vote to keep COVID restrictions in place? Logically, that does not compute. Two and two don't equal four here. I'm sorry. Common sense says otherwise. More than half of the Swiss population, which is uh, 53.1%, favors a mandatory COVID-19 vaccine. I don't believe that. I, I, I don't believe that. According to a poll for the uh, Blick newspaper, plus almost two-thirds of the 1,003 people surveyed. Now, see, they got the 51%. So what, 500 people are in favor of a, uh, of a vaccine mandate? What'd you do, drag them off, of, off, of, off a cafe somewhere in Geneva? Come on. Almost two-thirds of the 1,003 people surveyed support imposing further restrictions on the unvaccinated. You know what the problem with this unvaccinated thing is? Is it doesn't play. The data doesn't play at all. They've been saying that from the start, and the data just doesn't show it. Show me where any of these unvaccinated people are a problem. I'm not saying that because I haven't opted to go in and and take one of these things, but show me. Show me where it shows that unvaccinated people against COVID-19 have been a problem. Show me where that's actually been the case. I mean, I'm I'm here to tell you right now. I'm here to tell you right now, and I will stand by this 150%. If you come at me with a swab or a needle, I'm going to hurt you, and I'm going to hurt you really bad. That is the line that I will not cross. You understand? That is not going to happen. We all have lines in the sand. That is mine. So what if the data did show that the unvaccinated were a problem? Then I think they would be hyping it even more than what they are. No, no, I, I'm not saying any of that I, I'm, I'm in, in terms of doing the restrictions and whatnot. Because it, you know, w- with your argument, you were saying that the data shows that there there is no yeah, there's no uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated, no. which is what yeah. they're saying. But my point is, what if there was data that showed it? Does it matter? I don't. Well, okay, I don't. I don't think it necessarily matters. But I guess the bigger question would now be because it would be actual data. Would they even acknowledge it? Because they're no, not no, acknowledging no. It anything. Is, no, no. 
No, no. What I mean by that is the argument appears as as, as said, it appears that the argument is because there is no data, there is no reason to do these kind of restrictions. That's not my argument at all. I don't care if the data says that the vaccinated or unvaccinated are spreading this like wildfire. I don't care. You cannot and should not do these lockdowns because it is not only is it unethical, but most countries, it's illegal. So I, I don't care what the data shows in this. This is a uh, question of your freedoms and your liberties. Do you want your own choice? Should you be able to choose for yourself? If you if you say, yes, I want to be able to choose my, you know, make my own health decisions, that means your neighbor gets that same right. And if you think you should be able to mandate your neighbor to have some kind of a procedure that they don't want. Keep in mind that that means you will be forced to take a procedure you don't want. So, you know, that's where they want to push it. And, and quite frankly, the reason that I that I look, I mean, excuse me, the reason that I believe that we're going to win this on the other side now, we're, we're still going to have to go through this winter and everything. But uh, the reason I think we're going to win this on the other side is because you have people in these movements that are peaceful. They're peaceful. They're not violent. Yeah, you've got the occasional people out there like to burn police cars and all the rest of it in the Netherlands or whatever. Okay, fine. But you know what? That's against government property that's stomping all over them. That's not against the small business. That's not against uh, the person that's just running a cafe that's trying to figure out how they're going to make it. But the reason I say we're going to win this is because of what you said earlier. Historically, when you come for people and you take their livelihood, they've got nothing else left to lose after, after that, do they? No. You only have one thing to do after that, and that's to take your livelihood back from the people that stole it from you. Boris Johnson is out having the lavish luncheon. Do you see that? I, I showed it to you earlier. I mean, it wouldn't do any good. There's there's photos of it up there. He's all worried. He's up there giving speeches, talking about, oh, we're going to have to do all this. We're going to have to lock all this stuff down. We're going to have to talk about people getting boosted and everything. He's at a maskless luncheon with all these these political scumbags and fat ass people that are just sitting up there gorging themselves on burgers and chips. It's disgusting. While the help is up there in their tuxedos wearing masks with the security people, the the, the Austrian politicians. They're out there rocking it up at a thing. Hell, the mayor of uh, of whatever the hell her name is, um, the 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 one loser out there in uh, in San Francisco, partying it up, maskless in a, in a club when she's got an actual when she's got a mask mandate in place. Joe Biden was in that shop in Nantucket, maskless. Everybody else in that shop was wearing a mask. Everybody else in that shop was wearing a mask except for him. And what what did Jen, what does Jen Psaki say? Well, he follows the CDC guidelines. So what, the CDC guidelines says you don't have to wear a mask indoors? What What is it? What, what is it today? To your point about uh, do you think it will win on the, the other side of this? Keep in mind that as negative Nancy as I can be with some of this, and uh, behind the scenes, I'm actually more negative than I am here. So keep you, know, uh, you don't see that side, but... No, um, no, they don't. And, uh, you know, that's, I mean, after I get done hearing that side of you, I mean, it's like, man, I, I, man, I need to... Yeah, I need to go throw myself yeah. off a bridge or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is why I don't bring up those points and that perspective on here because I don't want people to lose hope. And the the thing is, even even though I believe it's going to be very dark, and I believe digital dark age is coming. Period. Uh, we're not gonna we're not going to evade that. Even though I believe that, keep in mind that there's still hope in that. Uh, that there's. It's not like, well, you know, digital arcade, that's it. We're we're going to be stuck in it for the next thousand years. No, if we get to the point that it's going to be digital dark age, um, it 
I, I don't I don't think it'll last anywhere near ten years. They're having a hard enough uh, and, time trying to juggle this this COVID thing. I mean, look look at the way they're handling this. If they really yeah. wanted to, like honestly, if they really wanted to do some of the things that they wanted to do, I wh- wh- why 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 take these steps that they're taking? I mean, it's just lunacy. It's just like they're fumbling around and just and just boy, they're just they're not very good at this whole world government thing. Is what I'm trying to say. They're they're really terrible yeah, at it. Yeah. Well, and and the thing is, is even if they did manage to get what we've talked about with the digital dark age and all the social credit and all that, even if they did manage to get that in place and functioning, if they're going to find that climate change is a lot more severe than they thought, and you'll you'll start seeing uh, storms that bring hail the size of minivans and you know some some other weird weather that'll happen for a few years, and then uh, yeah, some some a great war. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I heard this. I heard heard a political scientist talking about this over the weekend, and I, I'm curious your thought on it. Uh, we can spend the last minute or so talking about this. Uh, when, of course, when I say minute, I mean like 15, I guess. But this was the other speculation. We, we've kind of had it in our in our heads that they're they're on a timeline, and the reason they're on a timeline is because they want to take their. I, I guess they want to make sure they hit all their marks as they're transitioning toward the towards this uh, this great reset. Well, the great reset is kicked off, and or excuse me, supposedly here in 2030, right? That's that's when it's supposed to, to to be there. That's that lines up with the UN thing. Like they're all synchronized, and that's that's what they're pushing it's, towards. It's going to be fully enacted by twenty thirty. Okay, is basically okay. the argument. Okay, or so this is twenty thirty to twenty fifty somewhere. 20, in there. Yeah, twenty fifty is like the final. Yeah, twenty fifty is like the final. Like that's the last signpost, and then of course twenty one hundred is is where we're going to be. What is it like a hundred degrees above normal? And it's going to be yeah, something we're, that, we're, yeah, we're going to all die if we yeah. don't do something yeah. now, like yeah, all has, yeah. on Earth is so exist by. Yeah. yeah. So let's pick something that we can't control that is going to be 100 years from now that no one's going to be around to see. That's a great idea. Yeah, great idea. Boys, like I said, these people, these are these people are really bad at this world government thing. But anyway, side issue. So the topic I heard was, and, and this is something I hadn't considered before. And as, as somebody that, that sits down and looks at all this data and, and we look at all this stuff, we have to consider this point too. We're headed into, and, and we know this for a fact, we've discussed this before, we're headed into the grand solar minimum, right? That is that is on the horizon. Uh, we're, we're, we're in the process now of where the solar cycle is going to, um, shall we say, tone itself down. So it's going to hibernate for a little bit, basically. Yeah. Less solar flares, less um, right. sunspots, those kind of right. things. Yeah. Right. So the climatologists and, and things that have gone over these research and, and made these research papers on this that I was listening to this person talking about, basically what this means is that this is going to create a very cold next 10 years, roughly, as in the northern hemisphere is going to be very cold. What does cold mean? It'd be one thing if these idiots were talking about global cooling. They're not. They're talking about global warming. Global warming would actually benefit us because then that means we could grow more food in areas that we actually can't grow it in, like northern Europe and uh, places in northern Canada and in parts of Russia and things like that. We can't actually do that. But if we're cooling, then what does that mean? That means we're going to be able to grow less food in the northern hemisphere than what we're able to grow. Now, if the solar minimum, if the grand solar minimum is actually happening, and that's going to take us to 2030, maybe these jokers that are sitting in the United Nations in the World Economic Forum, they know that, and they're using this time to capitalize and ram forward this uh, this political agenda just because it lines up with that. They know that they're not going to be able to feed all of the people that are on the planet now. 
So if you can get them to uh, to off themselves, you know, because of um, well, some some virus that they've cooked up. Well, what better way? It beats the riots in their in their view. I'm not saying this is okay. I, I'm not endorsing this at all. I'm just looking at it from their point of view. So from their point of view. If they can get rid of a whole bunch of people before that happens, well, then that beats the food riots that people would go after them for, don't you think? So uh, I'm, I'm uh, going back real quick a little bit. So do you remember any any major cold storms like um, some crazy like early growing up or any of those kind of things? Do you remember I any do. kind of crazy I do, yes. weather? I do. Yes. Okay. I remember I you, remember when I was you, a kid, we used to get blizzards that would come halfway up on the door, front door to my house and they weren't drifts. That was the actual. OK. You know, that, how, that was the actual how uh, what what year was that roughly? Do you remember? Uh, I want to say it was um, and I'm just guessing here because I'm, I'm bad with I'm bad with time. Um, I want to say that it was late 80s, early 90s, roughly. OK, so. If we're coming into a solar minimum, right? So we'll uh -huh. say the the minimum is um, either this year or next year, right? We'll uh -huh. we'll say it's within that time frame. Right. Go back ten years. That means solar maximum. Correct. Go back another ten years. Minimum. Keep right. doing that cycle. Okay. So minimum minimum years is two thousand one. Um, then uh, well, it'd be twenty eleven would be um, the maximum, right? So if we go back right. maximum yep. ten more two thousand one's minimum ten more ninety one maximum. 10 more 81. So to your point, it would have been in the window of minimum, but you would have been coming up to the maximum at the end of the 80s. Right. Right. So right. you've been... Which we saw so, less snow. As I got older, I remember we didn't have the snowstorms like we did. They just didn't come back. And I do remember having snow in like uh, the, the early 2000s or so. Yeah. Uh, I remember, or close yeah. to that time period, I remember, God, it was, it was like March or April or something like that. And we had uh -huh. like 15 inches of snow. Yeah. So, which was rare for, for the area I live in. Was it, was it March or April? Was it even later than that? I don't remember. Anyway, it was really late in the, as far as it was into spring already. And we don't get snow in that time period. All that to say, um, during those years that I remember the cycles transitioning and everything, um, I, I don't remember any food shortages, do you? I, I don't, no. I don't remember. Um, no, I don't. I, I don't also, remember any of it. But we also had a different, we, we also had a different system. Like we had, we had a different supply system. We were, we were more local back then. We're not now. Everything's the just in time mm. delivery system. Uh, well, just in time. Yes. For manufacturing and everything. But as far as food, food hasn't really changed all that much. It's been uh -huh. more or less. Yeah. Yeah. It's been more or less the same for the last 30 years. It hasn't really changed all that much because mm -hmm. it, basically the things that I would say have changed is you can get products now that are flash frozen, whereas that wasn't a thing back in the day. So you can get True. them like when you cook them, they do taste actually pretty close to fresh. You know, it's yeah. not at the same, but it's pretty dang close. Yeah, you can get the organically frozen stuff like that's flash frozen, like you were talking about. Yeah. And it's literally if you do by the, the like the side by side comparison. I mean, if you catch it right, it's the time that it's flash frozen. I mean, it's it's just as just as good. Yeah, I mean, I've tasted and, fresh. And, I, yeah, I've, I've done both. I've tasted fresh right next to the organic flash frozen stuff. Tastes exactly the same. Yeah, you you don't lose uh, nutrients when you flash freeze it like that. I'll, I'll give you a quick sign on it real quick. 
the the reason that frozen foods versus flash frozen when you freeze food it causes uh the ice crystals to form and it causes cell the, the cells to to rupture in the food right so it, it loses nutrient it loses flavoring it texture all that kind of stuff flash frozen food doesn't have the opportunity to have the ice crystals form and expand to rupture the cells as such uh it doesn't do that that said going back to the subject of do I think it's going to be disastrous in any way having these uh, the, the the weather cycle? No, I, I don't. We may see a decrease in, in crops by maybe 10% or something in that range. All right, we are going to have to go. So we will go ahead and call this one done. So I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. I want to thank all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. We will see you tomorrow.